Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. And boy, oh boy, do we have a show today, all right? Jets coming off of a big win against the Packers, a statement win, all right? Now four and two, we'll get we'll get into discussing that. We also got an upcoming game as well against the Broncos, man. You know, so we're going to be talking about that as well. And there's a lot to cover. Let me go ahead and get into the show. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe Show, like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me, I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. All right. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. All right. For those of you that may not know, your boy is on Twitter as well. All right. Go on over to Twitter. Search at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe. All right. Go ahead and follow that Twitter page. I'll follow you right back. My personal Twitter page as well is at YoungJ000. Okay. At YoungJ000 is the personal page. Go ahead and follow that. Okay. You have a lot of fun over there. Going back and forth. Your boys also as well. Um, we do the podcast too. The podcast audio goes up. Going over to iTunes because that's where I'm at. Going over to iTunes, search the Long Beach Joe Show, the Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Okay, going over there and hit that up, and uh, go ahead and subscribe to that podcast. Also, leave me some feedback. Again, give me a five star rating. Leave me some feedback. Always love hearing about what you folks think about what I do over here and do with the show. I really appreciate that, folks touching on it. So please go on over there. Leave me a five-star rating. Let me know what you think about the show. Really love connecting with folks that way as well. And I want to thank everybody that does do that. That's always greatly appreciated. You can also come on over to YouTube as well. For those of you that do not know, okay, we live stream on YouTube, okay? We live stream on YouTube. We live stream the show Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Anybody want to know why I call my chat the savages? Because they're savage, man. They're savage, man. They'll get after anybody and everybody. No one is safe. If they don't like your take, they're going to let you know about it, okay? No one is safe. Not even me. Not even me, man. So come on over to YouTube, okay? Hang out with the savages, listen to all the takes live, go back and forth, be part of the live call-in show. Come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? That's, uh, that's the, the, the name of the, of the channel. Then when you get there, subscribe, hit that notification bell, so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, all right? So go ahead and do that. We go back and forth with people over here, Okay. I really enjoy doing that. You know what I'm saying? So come on over. Again, be part of the live stream experience that we have going on and come join the fun. You know what I'm saying? So with all that said and done, all right, it is time to get into it. We got a lot to talk about. Lines are hot. We'll get to everybody. Please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. 
Salutes to all the savages again in the chat, Mr. Magic, Venom G's, everybody else. Salutes to y'all. We're getting to it, all right? Now listen, the New York Jets got themselves a big W, okay? The New York Jets beat the Packers 27-10 to 10 in Lambeau. Now keep in mind, Lambeau is one of the most ruckus places to play in the league. It's one of the toughest places to play in all of the NFL, in all of the NFL. We all know that, you know, historically the, the Packers are a story franchise. They've won so much. They're continuing to strive, put things together. That stadium, like I said, Lambeau, it's just a storied stadium. All the things that they've done there, all the winning, all the tough games. It's, it's always tough to play in Lambeau. That's what people always say. Well, the Jets are now 4-2, and two, and they're off to their best start since 2015. Now, before we played in Lambeau, Right? I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. There was a lot of hate going on about the New York Jets. There was a lot of hate. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of hate coming from mainstream media. There was a lot of hate coming from, you know, certain fan bases about the New York Jets teams that we had beat. And a lot of people were saying, we hadn't beat any good QBs. That was the narrative. Malayan, let me know. The Jets have not beat any good QBs. They're not a very good football team. They've played a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, they've won some games, but they beat some nobodies. They're not very good. Well, I think that that narrative is done. I think it's been packed up, and that's over. Because the New York Jets went into Lambeau and beat the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of our time. (laughs) He's one of the best quarterbacks of our time. So what is there now to say? Starting off the game, the New York Jets' defense was phenomenal. Phenomenal. This defense showed up and showed out. All right? Now, early, there was an interception. I was watching the game, okay? I see a ball get tipped up. Aaron Rodgers is throwing it to a guy, a pass catcher for the Green Bay Packers. Ball gets tipped up. Sauce catches it. Takes it all the way back for a touchdown. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, we got off to an unbelievable start. I jumped out my seat. I'm screaming, spinning around, but then that was called back. It was reviewed. We saw the film, and part of the ball did touch the ground, all right? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a homer. I can admit that. Part of the ball did touch the ground, all right? And, uh, you know, so it made the tip up and interception invalid. But guess what? The defense was still able to stop them on that drive, and they, got, and they punted. And the defense played strong the entire first half as well. Now, keep in mind, with the defense playing out of its mind, there were guys that were just absolutely on fire from us, particularly in our front line, our front defensive line. And one of, that, one of those guys, or the guy for the day, at least for me, man, that was unbelievable on that line was Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams stepped up and just showed out in this game. He seemed unblockable. <laughs> he had five total tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss. I mean, he was just all over the place making plays left and right. He also blocked a field goal on the day as well. Quinnen Williams, and this is a guy that we've been talking about for a while now, especially coming into this year because we got contract stuff and all that stuff coming for him down the road. And he was a guy that a lot of people looked at and said, hey, he needs to step up and show us what kind of talent he is. Is he a guy that we can move forward with? Is he a guy that we can trust going forward? Is he a guy that we can bring back? Should he begin paid big-time money? I'll tell you what, Quentin Williams 
made quite an argument for himself because he was giving the Green Bay Packers offensive linemen everything that they could handle, and they could not handle him, let me tell you. Now, keep in mind, the New York Jets front as well was just getting after it. We discussed the running game, too. We were very concerned about the running game facing the Green Bay Packers with Jones and their other back as well, Dylan. Well, the New York Jets only gave up 60 total yards rushing, 60 on the day. Constantly tackles for loss. The Jets' defensive line was in their backfield all day. The Jets' defensive line was running stunts, these twists left and right. The Green Bay offensive line just couldn't, couldn't pick it up, couldn't handle it. The pressure on Aaron Rodgers was crazy, man. It was absolutely crazy. Now, keep in mind, score 0-0 for quite a while until around the second quarter, all right? About eight minutes and maybe 46 seconds left in the second quarter, and Aaron Rodgers fumbles. Some pressure was put on him. Joyner, one of our safeties, LaMarcus Joyner, recovers the fumble on that opened up something for us there because, again, our offense was kind of sputtering for a bit. We couldn't keep drives going. Well, the Jets' offense gets the ball back after that fumble recovery. They were trying to find a way to get a drive. Couldn't get a TD, but were able to get some points on the board with a field goal. Zerline hit a 32-yard field goal. The Jets are up 3-0, and I'm unbelievably excited. I'm like, yes, okay. We're getting something going, getting some momentum going offensively. I would hope that we would got it started earlier, but, hey, we got some points on the board, and we're getting rolling. Then a couple drives later, we actually missed a field goal, man, and the Packers are able to get the ball back. And right before the half, they're able to hit a 29-yard field goal after one of their drives had ended. So they ended with some points as well. So going into the half, it's 3-3, and I'm looking like, okay, we're all right. The defense is playing unbelievably out of its mind. The offense has really got to get going earlier. But I'm looking to see what the New York Jets do. Can they come out of this half and get some adjustments going, get rolling, and really put it on the Green Bay Packers? That's what I'm looking at. Now, according to some reports as well, Sulla himself, Sulla gave this New York Jets football team quite the halftime speech. He told him, and I'm paraphrasing, He told him, listen, keep giving the Green Bay Packers body blows. Keep throwing punches. Keep rolling. Don't stop. Keep throwing body blows, and eventually they're going to fall. I'm paraphrasing. And this New York Jets football team came back and continued to play to the wall, continued to fight. They took those words, and they went right back out there and decided, yes, we're going to keep pushing, and we're going to handle business. Now, straight after they come out from the half, the Jets were able to get on the board, get a, get, a, get a score on the board, get into the end zone, get a TD. Part of that drive was Zach Wilson hitting Corey Davis for a 41-yard, you know what I'm saying, which was big. Corey Davis continuing to show up. I think he had two catches for 52 yards on the day. Zach with 10 of 18 for 110 yards on the day. That drive was capped off by Braxton Berrios running in a 20, 20-yard rushing TD. So that put the Jets up 10 to 3. Then the Jets were also able to turn around and block a punt, which was huge as well. Special teams playing a big role in this win as well. After a Quinton Williams sack, Packers line up for a punt. Michael Clemens actually gets the block. Will Parks recovers. One of our safeties, Will Parks stepping up, recovers the block punt, is able to take it back the other way, get himself a touchdown as well. That puts the Jets up 17 to 3. So now the momentum is rolling. 
And I'm like, oh, yes. It's our time. It's our time, right? We're up. We're really putting it on, putting it on them in Lambeau. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep the momentum rocking. And then the next drive comes and the Packers get the football. One of the things that we talked about coming into this game was the New York Jets' propensity to get penalties in the wrong time. (laughs) Okay? Penalties that helped the opposing team's offense continue to extend their drive. And that's what we saw on the next drive with the Green Bay Packers. The New York Jets got two penalties in vital times on third downs, two penalties on third downs, both third downs of which would have gotten the Green Bay Packers off the field. One of the penalties was a roughing the passer, 15-yarder, gave Aaron Rodgers and that offense another first down. The other penalty on the other third down as well, illegal contact, which gave Aaron Rodgers and that and that Green Bay offense a first down as well. We extended their drive, and eventually during that drive, Aaron Rodgers is able to hit Lazard for a 25-yard touchdown. Now it's 17-10. 17-10 Green Bay. Now keep in mind, the New York Jets had seven penalties for 79 yards on the day. Oh, rough. Rough. We've got to clean that up. Now at that point, in that moment, I'm thinking to myself, okay, We've given them points on a drive, basically, by extending their drive with penalties. How are the New York Jets going to answer? Now, in the past, we'll get to the callers in just a second, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number calling. They're taking all callers. In the past, this New York Jets football team would have imploded. We all know that. They would have collapsed. We all know that. We all know that this team, if this was a past coaching staff, we had some different guys here, this team would have collapsed, would have imploded, would have let this W slip directly out of their hands, would have gave the momentum back to the Packers, and somehow the Packers would have found a way to take this game away from the New York Jets. That's what would have happened in the past. But this is not the past. This is a different time. This is a different staff. This is a different mentality and different culture for this New York Jets football team and franchise. And this next drive showed that when the chips are down, things are starting to fall apart, you you face a little bit of adversity, that this New York Jets football team is going to keep pushing and keep pressing. On the next drive, the Jets answered and closed it out. They said, we're not going to let this W get away from us. Jets offense gets the ball back. They start to push down the field, get their drive going. Wilson found Conklin and Uzama on this drive as well. Then we turn around and give the ball to Brees Hall, who finished the drive with a 34-yard touchdown run, which put the Jets up 24-10. to Now keep in mind, that touchdown, that touchdown run by Brees Hall, that's supposed to be Brees giving the ball to Garrett Wilson on a pitch. But he looked at it, decided, hey, that's not going to work. He saw daylight, and he just took off with the football and was able to scamper past a bunch of Green Bay defenders. And, I mean, he was moving and got himself a TD. Brees Hall on the day had 20 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown. 
Michael Carter as well, aided with the running game. It was heavy. Six carries for 41 yards. The New York Jets had 179 yards rushing on the ground that day. That's a season high so far total. The New York Jets stepped into Green Bay and ran the football directly down the throat to the Green Bay Packers. At will. At will. Physically. Stepped in there and did whatever it took to make sure that they got this W. Now, of course, the Jets ended up getting the ball back as well after a turnover on downs. Was able to hit another field goal to put it up 27 to 10, and the New York Jets took the victory. Now, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are thinking, oh, well, that's not a big deal. It is a huge deal. Because I said, as I said, in the past, the New York Jets would have collapsed in that time. They would have given the momentum away. They would have lost this game in the past. Stepping up, coming out in Lambeau against Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and saying, you know what? Yeah, you're on our backs right now, but we're going to answer with our own drive as well and put you away at your house and walk away with this W, that is huge. This is a young team that has a different type of mentality. We saw Sauce out there playing unbelievable, great coverage on the day. We saw Quan Alexander as well laying hits left and right. C.J. Mosley playing out of his mind as well. Sheldon Rankins was doing business too. We saw guys step up in this football game that played unbelievable, unbelievable. This was a great win by the New York Jets. This is a great win for the New York Jets franchise. Now, we're going to get to these lines again. Keep in mind as well, Connor McDermott has now been signed to the practice squad after being released. We're also able to sign Andre Smith, linebacker that used to play with the Bills. We're able to get him in the building as well. I want to put that out there too. We'll also be discussing a little bit about Elijah Moore. He put out a tweet. (laughs) <laughs> he put out a tweet. He got zero targets on the day, you know. He put out a tweet. It was talked about a little bit as well. Sulla was able to kind of kibosh that. So things have been uh, kind of shored up from that situation. Elijah Moore has deleted the tweet, but it was, you know, him kind of talking about along the lines of, hey, you know, I'm not necessarily happy. I didn't get any targets in the game, but I'm not going to talk too much about it. All right. But that was just enough to get everybody kind of stirred up. All right. It was. Not the right time to put that out, you know. Sully even called it a mistake. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Again, please be patient. And just know that when you call in, all right, make sure your phone's good to go. Make sure everything is good to go with you as well. Make sure you don't have any background noise from our new callers, okay? There's no cursing on my show, all right? I know we're all hyped up. We're fired up about this W. No cursing. This is a family show, okay? This is a family show. So no cursing on the show. Please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from. Also, share the stream as well along with your friends, your family, along your social media. If you want to give to the stream, the Super Chat's up there. If you want to, don't want to hit the Super Chat, you want to hit my Cash App, feel free. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen, Okay. So now we'll get to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. First caller I'm going to, my guy Ted. 
my guy Ted, I'm coming directly to you. Ted, I know I already have some takes. You know what I'm saying? I figure he has some takes. Salutes to you, Ted. I want to thank you for calling into the show. For those of you that do not know, okay, Ted, oh, he's a savage. Ted, salutes. Listen, we're sitting yes, here after, after the New York Jets get themselves a victory. They're 4-2 and two right now, all right? Beat the Green Bay Packers 27-10. Yes, Let's start there. Give me your thoughts about the way that the New York Jets running game was able to really get going in this game and make a significant impact. Joe, what can I say? The, the week before on your show, we talked about having a running game and a d- good defense mm-hmm. that could carry you and play with any team in the league. Um the fact that we finally got our offensive line together um, and we have a player like Brees Hall, um, Michael Carter, those two players are excellent. Brees has kind of maybe taken the lead a little um, in terms of being the, the back, the number one back. But just that kind of formula and the, with the development of the quarterback, um that can win you a lot of games. You look at the Titans, you look at a lot of teams, especially later in the season. Braxton Barrios talked about that in a press conference where he said that um, you can win. That's the games you win in December. You have a running game and a defense because it gets cold. You can't mm-hmm. always rely on the weather. Exactly. Don't want to get too far ahead, but let's one step at a time. Young team, a lot of talent has coaching finally. The Adam Gase era is over. The Idzig era is over. We have a great GM. I'll say great because look at the draft. That's the proof. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and obviously competent coaching. So let's go, let Zach develop, uh, Zach develop a little more. Keep our formula. We're going to have to throw eventually in some of these games and score more points. And that's that's the time Zach has to step up. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, listen, I hear you, and, and that's uh, something I wanted to talk to you as well. That's going to be my next question for you is there was a lot of people saying that they don't think that Zach did enough in this football game. There were some fans that were saying that. What were your thoughts on those comments? <sighs> I just look at the, the dismantling of the Packers. I mean, we took their we took their heart out. We took their heart. I mean, Rodgers was beat up. Quinn and Williams was – Quentin Williams is a defensive player of the year. I don't care what mm. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald can go wow. sit. I, I don't know what I don't know what Aaron Donald's stats are, but if Quentin okay. does what he keeps doing, what he's doing, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. We have the defensive player of the year. We have the rookie offensive player of the year and the rookie defensive player of the year on this roster. Mm. Wow. So, okay. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So, what was the original question, Joe? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I look, I'm hyped too. I'm hyped too. There was a lot of people oh, yeah. talking about you know, Zach, Zach not doing enough. Do you, do oh, you Zach, agree with right. those comments? Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. He didn't have to do much, but that's okay too. I mean, the the defense took over. Um, they stuck with the running game, got that going after a while. Things were a little bogged down in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not that worried. I'm really not that concerned with Zach having whatever he had, 90 yards of passing. I mean, this, it was a complete team effort. You have special, mm-hmm. especially special teams in defense. Special teams, 
When yeah. was the last time we had special teams that could block punts and return them for touchdowns? I mean, I was standing there laughing and, and, and yelling during the game and not stressed. I mean, there's obviously yeah. stressful points when you're watching the game where you know, you know, things are ramping up. It's going to get a little more intense. But just the plays, I mean, the Michael Clemens block and Quinnen, you know, Quinnen getting poked in the eye and, and, and coming back and playing at his level. I'm not worried about Zach. Let's just keep our formula. Um, Josh Allen was a young player. He, he kind of struggled early. Um, mm-hmm. The Titans can do this kind of formula where they have Derrick Henry. So let's see what happens when we have to throw. We, if we play Buffalo, maybe we have to score more. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. my thing about that, Ted, and it's great, it's great that you, you spoke some of the some of the things that you said as well. But my thing, and, I, and I've gone back and forth with a lot of Jets fans as well that think that Zach is not doing enough and certain wins and things like that. And I'm just like, listen, a W is a W. You don't always have to go mm-hmm. out there and throw for 400 yards every damn game for you to be impressed right. by a quarterback's play, especially with the scheme that we have. It's a run-first scheme, okay? We're yes, not going to go out there and look like the Saints with Drew Brees every game and, and throw for a million yards. We're not the Rams – you know, the Rams, the greatest right. show on turf with Kurt Warner and Torrey Holt and Isaac yep. Bruce and all this. We're not that. That's not how we play football here. As a matter of fact, yes, if you sir. think about the last time the New York Jets were in it to win it, when we were pushing to make a play, that was two AFC championships back-to-back with Rex Ryan. We ran the damn ball unbelievably mm-hmm. well, right? And we yep. played solid defense. We didn't ask Mark yes, Sanchez sir. to do a lot. So there's a winning formula, and that's, that's what we're doing right now pretty much. But keep in mind, right, for those of you that want to try to knock Zach Wilson, uh, he has shown us that when the chips are down and times are getting tough, he has the ability to carry the offense because that's how we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Anybody remember that Correct. game? Anybody remember yeah. our offensive line being – our running game being non-existent? And he was running around for his life, literally wheeling the ball with his arm – and found a way to get us to W that way, he did that. He did that. That was Zach yes, Wilson. Sir. So I just think that a lot of the knocks that come from some of the fans and the fan, or some of the people, you know, via the media or the fan base, are just kind of, it's like, you know, settle down. I'll take a W any way that it comes, okay? Good teams just right. find ways to win. I don't give a damn if you throw for 100 yards or 500 yards, whatever. Get yourself a W. Special teams, running game. Defense was a big part of this football game, but another big part of this football game as well, coaching. How impressed were you with Sulla, Albridge, and his defensive scheme? And also, what were your thoughts about the way that Mike LaFleur was able to call his offensive game plan as well? Mm. Well, I think they were really conservative in the first half, uh, Mike LaFleur, with the offensive play calling, because I think they knew that the Packers weren't going to do much today. The way I mean, they weren't going to do much offensively. So I think they were very conservative with the play calling. And then the second half is when they kind of opened it up. And basically, um, they had those um, – well, they tried to get the running game going a little bit more. But when they – like the Braxton Berrios end around, um, like those kind of plays that were, were successful, that's when um, they knew they had to score a little. But I think they tried to play close to the best early just to see what, what, what the Packers could do. And they couldn't do anything. Just like, I mean, like I said, Lazard in the previous show, Lazard was, was really their only weapon. And then 
uh, Mercedes Lewis, I don't even know if he um, was playing, but they, they had a couple of uh, uh, the backup tight end had a couple of catches. But, Joe, Joe, let me say this, too. Dwayne Brown, I mean, on the Barrios end around, when he's downfield, like yep. 20 yards, that guy is sick. You know, yep. I, I mean, he's an amazing athlete at 37. So, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Herbig also, who they signed, has been good. So that's that's what we needed to clean up early. We just didn't have any kind of, you know, competency in the line, and that that's really what we needed just to get just to get ourselves going on the offense. Defense was, and also the defense too. They needed to play together. We had a lot of missteps um, in the beginning of the year with the safeties kind of giving up yeah. the plays, and uh, they just had yeah. to, they, we just had to get the right formula, and that's coaching too, knowing who to put together, who to sign, and 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 kind of knowing what your team is. And I give, I give Salah credit. I mean, Salah put his neck out and said, I'm taking receipts and all that. And I mean, he yeah. knew he, he knows he has a good team. He, he knew he had a good team. We just had to kind of gel a little and maybe make a few adjustments. But I think the Dwayne Brown and the Herbig uh, kind of solidifying the line. I mean, and you got the, you don't have to throw every, Every uh, game, fifty times. That's that's what killed us with Flacco. I mean, we mm-hmm. knew he could. He he had to throw every practically fifty times a game. We got lucky to win a couple. Now we have a yeah. running game. We have a competent line. We have a heck of a defense, and the special teams is just. You could see what they did last week: blocking punts and field goals. And Joe, I, it's not a doctor. Your, your show is not a Doctor Phil session anymore after the game. You, it's basically a real call-in show where we don't have to talk about next year's draft. Next year's draft. We're not going to talk about next year's draft till December, Joe, when we probably yeah. will make the playoffs. We'll probably make the playoffs. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to get too far ahead. I'm excited as well as I know you are too. And, and again, I know especially with this big win. Uh, it has definitely raised the expectations for a lot of New York Jets fans. But I tell you what, there's a guy on this defense. Again, Quentin Williams was unbelievable in that game. He was just unblockable. The stunts that we ran up front within our defensive game plan really gave the Packers' offensive line just a complete, you know, handful they couldn't really deal with. But there's a guy on the back end, Sauce Garner. He has been <laughs> unbelievably impressive for a rookie corner. I mean, he's been unbelievably impressive as a corner, period. But some of the things that you see out of him, and he's a rookie, some of the things that you see out of him is like, wow, this kid is just everything that we could possibly hope that we would have gotten from him. He's really going out there showing us. He's covering some of the best wide receivers uh, for these opposing football teams that we're playing, and he just looks like one of the better corners in the league already. Give me your thoughts about his performance as well against the Packers. He was phenomenal in my mind. Joe, we we probably have the best corners in the league tandem with mm. him and DJ Reed. Mm. With DJ Reed, okay. Yeah. I knew when Sauce was drafted, he played against top top notch talent. He didn't give up a lot of yep. he didn't give up a touchdown in college. I know it's college. Played against Alabama. Played against Jamar Chase. He's just he wants to be great. He has a great attitude. He's a hardworking kid. He was always – I saw an interview with him once where basically they said he said that he's always been underestimated. So he's got a chip mm-hmm. on – Sauce has a chip on – no matter how good he is, he still has a chip on his shoulder. 
That's how yeah. that's how he's going to be great. He that's how he he's a self-made player, where he mm-hmm. was told probably he wouldn't be a great player. Uh, you know, maybe that's why he went to Cincinnati. It's a good program, but it's not in Alabama or LSU. He had to work his tail off. But mm-hmm. Toss is just he's got great instincts. He know I mean he he can run. He basically shadows the receiver and puts his arms up when the receiver catches the ball turn and also swipes the ball down. I mean, he's just yeah. so, in, so such an excellent technician. Um, mm. I knew when we got him at four, Joe, we need, we need, we, you look at the good teams, they have good corners. Even, I mean, mm. Belichick had, you know, his corners, um, the Rams had, um, but did they have Jalen Ramsey? They had Jamal Ramsey when they won the Super Bowl. Yep. You got to have some kind yeah, of yep. really good, competent corners um, to do yeah. some some one on ones to shut down some of these some of these teams. Um, but Joe, I couldn't be any more excited. I mean, I I knew the Packers were right for the picking, and we just had to. And Rogers, I don't know Rogers. They took him out of the game. I don't think he could have made it if he kept going. Let's just say that. Yeah, he, he, he was quit. getting hit left. That there team was looked so like he quit. Pressure. Yeah. yeah, we took their wheel. <laughs> we yep. took their wheel, you know. Pretty much, we, we handled business. Now, now, of course, you know, we talked about the Packers. I want to, I want to touch on the Broncos, the upcoming game that we have against them as well. We know we're going there. What are your thoughts on our matchup with them, and do you think Sala will be able to get this team ready and prepared after this big win? Everybody's excited, Oof. but we know next week yep. the opponent doesn't care. Do you think that he'll be able to get them, get them focused again, get their minds turned around, and get ready to face these? Uh, Denver Broncos. That's his job. That's his job. I think he mm-hmm. said after the game that, you know, each – well, he says a lot that he, he, each game is individual, you know, whether you win or lose. So they celebrated, but they're like, okay, we need to just move on quick. And I I read that Russell Wilson ha- is, has an MRI on his hamstring, so I don't know if he's going to yes, play. Yes, he does. Yes, he so does I'm not trying to wish him harm, but um, – yep. You know, he he hasn't been playing well either. Broncos can't score. I just think if we play like we playing, we're playing, um, we should be okay. Let's just say that. We should okay. be okay. So my my final question before I let you go, Ted, you've been giving us some heat, man. Give me a score prediction, your final score prediction, for the upcoming game against the Broncos, man. Oh, Joe. Uh, let's go with, you know, I'm – you know who I'm picking, obviously. Uh, let's go. I mean, I, it is kind of high altitude. That's a bit of an issue sometimes with teams go out there and play. I would say 24-13. I don't think they're going to do much against us. 24-13? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's Listen, Ted, I, I got to slide off. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear Thanks, from you, Joe. all right? Thanks, Joe. Thanks for the time. Have a good evening. Absolutely. Listen, Ted calling in with some fire. Everybody's excited. And I'm hyped, too. Again, 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Everybody online, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. As well as if you can see, for everybody that's watching the stream, even those that will catch uh, the, the podcast audio later on, your boy is wearing pink, okay? It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm doing everything that I can to bring the fight to breast cancer, 
and also bring awareness to breast cancer as well. I have a fundraiser for the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. For those of you, all the savages in the chat, there's a link. Uh, for those of you listening, you can go to any of my social media platforms through my link tree, or you can click my link tree as well, and it has the donation uh, link there as well, the Susie G. Coleman Foundation link. Again, that page is dedicated solely. All of that money goes solely to the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. So uh, please give anything that you can, a dollar, $2, anything that you can give to bring the fight to breast cancer is greatly appreciated. And I want to thank everybody that does get involved in the way that they can. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next caller I'm going to, I think this is my guy, Val. I think it is. We've got a Skype caller here. Is this my guy, Val? Nah, this is not Val. What's going on, man? What's going Oh, this is my guy, Atlanta, from Atlanta. Okay. Salute, salute, salute. I want to thank you yeah. for calling in, my friend. Listen, man, we've got some things going on here, okay? we got some things going on. New York Jets beat the Green Bay Packers 27-10. to Now, last time we talked to you, you thought, uh, you know, you, you didn't take the Jets to win. How impressed were you? With the game, what were your thoughts about the New York Jets' defense and how they dominated the Packers' front? Uh, well, first of all, remember, I said 24-21, and I was getting mm-hmm. seven points. So I took the Jets in the points. So I won anyway, baby. Always, always stay ahead of the game. <laughs> Here Three we months, go. I tried to tell y'all. I mean, this is, this is a, these are recorded calls, so everybody can go back to the show. They can hear exactly what I said. But, yeah. So yep. I took the I took the took the points. So I still won. It's fine for me. But uh, okay. yeah, defense is looking really defense is looking really good. The rotational aspect needs more than anything because you're keeping everybody fresh, and ultimately you're able to perform to a high level. Now, the overreaction I'm kind of seeing today, where people are kind of saying, "Hey, AFC Championship game, uh, possible division winners, stuff like that." It's like, dude, this is a developmental team that has a lot of promising young players, taking one game at a time, one snap at a time. It, big paws on the puppy, as we talked about before. This is a really good young team, exciting team. I'm loving it, man. And uh, mm-hmm. remember those concerns I had about the Packers? Did, did we see all yeah. of those on offense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You play yeah, well, a line and throw, of... throw it deep? Oh, go, go ahead. No, yeah, and, and I think uh, there was a lot of things that we discussed, but I'll tell you what, the way the New York Jets pass rush showed up was huge, um, and it was consistent throughout the game. That was one of the things that I talked about as well as the last game, putting pressure from quarter one to, you know, to the end of the game. I think that's been one of the bigger issues with the Jets' defense is they'll show up in the fourth, they'll play, you know, they'll get some pass rush in the fourth, but there'll be a couple quarters where the, quarter, the opposing QB will have a clean pocket. Well, to, listen, against Aaron Rodgers on that day, he was just getting hit left and right. He was forced. He was rushed. There was just a lot of issues. He did not have enough time. And a lot of that was just Quentin Williams just absolutely causing havoc out there, disruption, just destroying people, man. Give me your thoughts about his play and how much he just manhandled everybody up front. Now, there's a lot of people saying he was just completely unblockable that day. Do you agree with that? <laughs> Uh, actually, I do. Like, if you go to player profiling, like, when he was coming out in the draft, this was what people expected to happen. Like, he's a freak athlete, extremely strong, mm-hmm. and when he gets leverage into people, like, I guess he's learning better as far as technique with his hands. 
I mean, yeah, yeah he, he's going to be a force in this league. But ultimately, again, when you have that kind of defensive rotation on the front end, and then you got young guys in the back who are learning and, and showing ability to play man for extended periods, like we said, mm-hmm. the game plan for the Packers was the, was the issue. If they can't force the ball down the field, you're saying, Aaron, we're not going to let you do that dink and dunk stuff, then what do the Packers actually have after that? So, you know, mm-hmm. we looked at the records before the game. We talked about the Packers have one impressive win that went over the Bears. Every other game was a nail-biter. The one against New England. And this one, they get banged out. And, and shout out again to Brees Hall, who doesn't yep. get enough, doesn't get enough of the conversation for the NFL, man. Like, this is not like, oh, this is a you know nice rookie. No, this looks like a phenomenal rookie. Like, he is really, really good. The acceleration, the ability to stop and start, uh, the vision. Uh, and man, God forbid if we get an offense where he's catching ten balls a game. My God. Yeah. Love the kid. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely loved his performance. Again, I think he had like he had 116 yards on the day and a touchdown. He was phenomenal. That 34 34 yard touchdown that really took the game away right there, took the heart out of the Packers was huge as well. He had a big day, big day for us, and he's continuing to show up and show out. I mean, this season he's really stepped forward. Now there was a there was a guy on our team, Elijah Moore, got zero targets on the day. There was a little gust up after the game. I want to get your thoughts on this, where he just kind of made a tweet, kind of came out and said, hey, if I was to say what I really want to say, I'd be the selfish guy. But, you know, just know that I don't understand either. That was in response to someone asking why he's not getting any targets. Of course, that started to cause a little bit of a storm, but Sulla came out uh, recently and said that he had talked to Elijah Moore and that they smoothed things out. Sully even himself called it a mistake, you know, the tweet. Give me your thoughts about that. What are your thoughts about Elijah Moore, you know, kind of feeling – you know, getting in his feelings a little bit about having zero targets in the W against the Packers. Yeah, I, I don't care who you are. As a receiver, win or lose, <laughs> no catches, you're going to be a little upset. So, of course, you know, the right thing to say is, hey, it's a team win, and you just move on. But people are actually people. We're not robots. So somebody's going to be upset. My only issue was that's an in-house conversation. They should have had that conversation within the meeting room, no social media or anything involved. But ultimately mm-hmm. – hey, man, this is the development of this quarterback, which is job number one. So they're giving him sometimes out there with uh, read one half of the field and go if you have to or throw it away. They're not opening up the, the, the playbook in total because they want to bring him along the right way, let him slowly develop. And it's going to be to the detriment of some of the receivers who are much better than what they're showing as far as stats this year. But guess what? The, the, the whole is more important than the singular part. So, sorry, receivers, your numbers are going to be down this year. But as he starts to develop and get better and that playbook starts to open up more, your opportunities will increase. But for this year, yeah, our receivers are going to have to statistically be a little bit down. Now, you could just tell, uh, tell him to go out there and be, a, you know, an old Brett Favre, uh, do whatever you want to do and not force him to develop the right way, and then the receivers' numbers will be there and we'd have a lot of, you know, high-leverage plays, big touchdowns and also big picks and, and fumbles and everything else. So, no, you limit yeah. the black, bad plays, slowly bring the quarterback along, and, yes, the receivers are going to have to suffer. That's, you just going to have to explain that to them. That, that's just part of the process if you do it organically as opposed to just telling somebody they're a gunslinger and they don't have to learn how to play quarterback. So, so look, they're doing the right thing. Slowly bring them along. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's what it's all about there. Now, my next question for you, you know, we we're talking about this Packers game. We got an upcoming game against these Broncos. Now, there's some question marks about uh, Russell Wilson going forward. We know that he's having uh, some hamstring issues. I believe he's uh, having an MRI about it, so there's a chance that he may not play. We may be looking at Brett Rippon, a guy that we've played in the past as well. But how concerned are you about the Broncos' running game as we go in there and play against them? Because they got some guys, man. We know they have uh, Melvin Gordon, I believe. Uh, they got some other guys up front as well. I think Latavius Murray as well is on that squad, too. They got some guys where they can push. So I'm expecting that if they do have to start Brett, then they're going to try to run the football on us. Are you concerned about them having any success against the New York Jets on the ground? Uh, that would be a negative. Uh, the great Melvin Gordon is not the Melvin Gordon of seven years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, he got benched the other day. So, no, I'm mm-hmm. not worried about <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Javante Williams, their young running back, they expected to excel this year. Uh, he got hurt earlier this season. I think he's out for the rest of the mm-hmm. year. So they're kind of just yep. going with, you know, what they have. So, no, I'm not concerned with the running game. You're kind of going to force Ripping to beat you. So as uh, long as the Jets' heads don't get too big and they approach this game in the right way, uh, this should be the first easy victory of the Jets' season. Mm. So with that said, uh, my final question for you, give me a – Final score prediction, Jets, Broncos, we're going in there. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think the game ends up? Yeah, I think I think we win either way, but if Russell plays, I'd give them a couple more, maybe a couple more field goals or whatever. And if Rippon plays, then I think we get a little further away from them. So I guess we just mm-hmm. have to wait and see because Russell's under a lot of pressure, man. He might figure out a way to play just because of how negative everything's going for him in Denver. So I'm not sure he's ruled out yet, but – yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that team. Only thing they got on that team I'm worried about is Sertain. Don't throw the ball anywhere near. Yeah, yeah that that young corner, uh, young corner Sertain is phenomenal. But can you give me a score? Uh okay. Since since I do respect Denver's defense, let's go a little low. Let's go with uh 2014. Stay there. 2014 Jets. Okay, 2014 Jets. That's what he's saying. All right. <laughs> Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I got to get to all the rest of these calls. You have yourself a good one, my friend. Same to you, bro. All right. Have a good day. Listen, we got we got people calling in from all over the place. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers again. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Wherever you're watching me from, please subscribe to the stream as well. If you have not subscribed, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Please share the stream as well along with your friends, your family, across your social media. If you want to give to the stream, super chats there, all right? Cash app is also at the bottom of the screen. And, again, I'm wearing pink, okay? This is all about breast cancer awareness, okay? It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, doing whatever we can. Please hit my link tree has the link to the donation link uh, for the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. All that money goes there. Anything you give, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, anything you can give is greatly appreciated. So we're going to get back to these lines again. 515 is the number. Call in. Next, we're going to my guy, BK. We're going to BK, man. For those of you that do not know, bro, BK, oh, this boy's a savage. <laughs> Boy, BK be going off. Salutes to you, BK. Good to see you up in here, man. Listen, we just beat the Packers, bro. 
And I'm fired up. Yes, sir. I'm hyped. Yes, sir. All right? Give me your thoughts on Sauce Garner, man. This kid is unbelievable, right? Man, Sauce Garner, listen, man. His ability to just stay with guys with his length is what's impressive, man. To stay with guys with his length. He's playing like a veteran right now. He he definitely is. So I'm I'm, yeah. I'm just you know, I knew he'll be good, but I didn't know he'll be this good right away. So I'm uh, I'm not surprised, but not this good right away. He, he, he's going to be a lockdown corner for many years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like you said, he's staying with guys. He's knocking balls down. I mean, he is, yes. he is, he's just on your light glue, man. He does once, he once you come off that line, you don't get away from him. You really don't. And everyone that is watching tape, even the, even the, the off, you know, plays where they're not going at, right. you know, the guy that he's covering. He's just right on guys like, Lou. it's unbelievable. One of, one of the things, though, to me, that really stood out in this game as well, outside of just Sauce Garner doing his thing, was the play of our defensive line, how we were able to get after it time after time, keep pressure on Aaron Rodgers. He didn't have one moment where he really had time to sit back and breathe. He was getting hit. He was getting touched. Quentin Williams had two sacks on the day as well was constantly in the backfield. Give me your thoughts about our pass rush in this football game, man. Yeah, man, that, that was great to see. I mean, you know, again, you know, he was dominant at the point of contact. He was saying in the interview that, you know, C.J. Mosey was making calls, you know, a lot to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, I guess that helped as well. But his play, he's playing so fast, and uh, it's, 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 it's real impressive. He's on, he's on blockable out there. But the rotation is yeah. great, too. They're able to keep the guys fresh, and you see – in the third and fourth quarter, they still are able to keep the pressure coming. So that's what's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely right. Now, a big thing as well was our offense. Our offense stepped up in the clutch. Of course, you know, they were struggling trying to find drives early to continue to keep drive. Mm-hmm. But Breeze Hall was just the guy for the day, 116 yards, a touchdown, had a big 34-yard touchdown for us. Give me your mm-hmm. thoughts about him, man, and how this young guy, another guy from our recent draft, stepping up, playing well, sauce, Breeze, these guys doing their thing out there. How are you feeling about Brees so far this season, man? I mean, he just looked like a, a, a veteran running back. He looks like he knows what he's doing. When they ask him to do anything, catch the football, pick up, pick up pass coverage, you know, run, run traps. Run, I mean, he can do it all. He can beat you to the sideline. He's physical at the point of contact. He's our starter, basically. <laughs> he is our starter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just impressed with what, what I'm able to see from him this early on, man, it looked like college um, the other day when he was playing. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's again. crazy yeah. because it's crazy because someone was speaking about this, like how, you know, when when the Packers were able to get within striking distance, I think it was 17 to mm-hmm. 10, we came yeah. back and we answered immediately. And that's something I talked about yeah. earlier as well, was how mm-hmm. good teams do that. When you're trying to get right. back up and get the momentum again, you you thinking, okay, I can pick myself up off this ground and I can fight. Mm-hmm. Good teams come right back, smack you, and put you right back down there and step they on you and really right. be able to close right. out. And, and that's exactly what we did, and that's huge for us. Now, a big part of that was the offensive line playing, as, playing well, too, and a big part of it was Dwayne Brown stepping up and doing his thing there mm-hmm. at left tackle. Right. Give me your thought about his contributions to this football team up front because, again, we've been very kind of unstable there at the left tackle position with Beckton going down and then Fant going down. We were missing Dwayne Brown for some weeks into the season as well. What are your thoughts about his performance against the Packers and how he was just out there throwing guys around? Man, he was physical. He was very physical. He's in shape. 
uh, at 37 years old. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Um, they are they look, they look like a stable offensive line, man, basically, what it looks like. Mm. And um, I'm just impressed with the fact that we were able to get the line together with the injuries, you know, so that's what I'm very impressed with. So, uh, yeah, he, he was mm-hmm. balling, man. He definitely was balling, and uh, I'm impressed with just them holding the line up. And even in passing downs, where Zach still had some problems throwing the football, they still was able to block well. Yeah. Yeah, he was able to go out there and do his thing. Now, what are your thoughts about Elijah Moore and him kind of, you know, being upset about not having any targets in this game against the Packers and coming out and voicing it, you know, kind of on social media, making the tweets? Yeah, so this thing is professional football. He's allowed to be a professional. So he's a young, he's a kid, he's in his 20s, so we're going to give him a pass on that this one time. But he needs to learn how to be a professional. Because there's going to be games when he's not going to see the rock, and that's just what it is. Now, they won the game. We're building a winning culture. Be a professional. That's all you need to do. Yeah. No, listen, I hear you. I, I hear you right there. And I, like I said, you know, Sulla came out and talked about how him saying those mm-hmm. things were a mistake or him tweeting those things were a mistake. Yes. Again, that tweet yeah. has been deleted, but mm-hmm. we all know that once you tweet stuff, it don't just go nowhere. Especially yeah. something spicy yeah. like that, you know, people screenshot mm-hmm. or, you know, copy and, and paste in other places, but I, I think that he, 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 he realized thing, that. So go ahead, go ahead. Now, here's the thing, because if I'm the OC, I can easily say, well, shoot, we got, we got, we got uh, Barrios right here. He's not asking, mm-hmm. hey, I'm, and he's all, obviously already scored, but he doesn't even start. So you'll, you'll get mm-hmm. yours. Because, but, you know, mm-hmm. again, like the other caller said, you're playing with a young quarterback that's still figuring this whole game out. So what's, what's, what's yeah. hot right now for us in terms of we have a formula for winning, and that's running the football and playing physical, beating people up, mm-hmm. being a bully. Yeah, so he, yeah, he, that, he that, and, and that's coming. It's coming. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was thinking as well was, you know, maybe, you know, this game, again, Elijah didn't get any mm-hmm. targets, but like you said as well, in next game, upcoming games, the offensive game plan will shift, and he's probably going to be a guy that's going to be eating. Again, he's a big weapon within our offense, we saw Garrett Wilson, you know, really get um, his targets and things a couple games ago. So I think everybody's going to get their opportunities. I understand that he was frustrated again. You know, he's a wide receiver in the NFL. He wants to get his catches. He wants to get balls thrown his way. He wants to get his opportunities. But sometimes, man, running the football, playing good defense, making great special teams plays as well will get you a W. And if that's what it takes in Lambeau, I'm doing that all day. Mm. (laughs) I'm doing it all day to get that W. It it might get difficult with him because the way they play, like, so he plays a slot. And sometimes when you play him like Denver or even the Patriots, he might get lost, you know, with the way they play their coverage, where a big receiver who can beat man or can get physical can get open. So, it may take a, maybe a few weeks for him to really see his see, see the see the end zone. Yeah, yeah. It, it we'll may see take that. what happens going forward. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about this upcoming game against the Broncos. We got to go in there, you know, try to get this W as well. Now, we're hearing a lot of things right now. Russell Wilson could possibly be out. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. He's getting that MRI now. With him possibly being out, how confident are you? going into this game against the Broncos as a Jets fan? I'm confident whether they have him or the other guy. Um, mm. they, we, we, we have a team, and we have chemistry. So with that being said, um, we can beat them up at the, at the line on both sides of the football, and we will be able to get after any, any quarterback they have back there, whether it's Russell or the other guy named, I forgot his name, 
Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I don't Riffin. see them. I'm sorry, yeah, Greg Riffin, yes. So I don't see anything from them in terms of um, getting in the end zone. Now, I will say this, though, what's key will be how they adjust. You know, because one thing that LaFleur has been good at is making quick adjustments. So, and I think they continue that because, you know, the pass wasn't working and quickly adjusted in the second half, went to the runner, and just dominated the game. So, for the most part, my only concern will, will possibly be Zach Wilson and him just, you know, throwing the football and getting his check downs right. That's my only concern. Outside of that, even with that, we still win the game. Mm. Okay, okay. So, my final question before I let you go, BK, you sound hype, bro. Give me your final score oh, prediction. Yeah. For this upcoming game against the Denver Broncos, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? I want to say 30 to like 9. 30 to 9? Yes. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. He's saying 30 to 9 Jets. Okay. Yeah, I feel yeah. you, BK. You, 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 yeah, because you know it's just it's just the way they play football right now. They it, the way they play. Um, they don't you know they'll be going to be very physical and they're going to be able to win in the second, the third, and the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I see. That's yeah. I see. Listen, BK, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear no from problem. you. All right. For sure. Absolutely. Listen, BK calling in with some fire as well. Salute to everybody. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. Five one five. Six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Salute to all the savages in the chat. My guy Steel Stone with some fire. He says, "I do love how dominant the defense is." He's referring to the Jets, and he also says, "I do love how Sauce shuts down receivers and how Hall runs downhill." Man, yeah. Listen, the Jets doing what it takes to get that W. You know, and uh, like you said, there's different ways to win football games. Hell, we've seen the Patriots. Win a game without even throwing the damn ball. <laughs> We've seen it. There's all kinds of ways to win games in the NFL, and the Jets did whatever it took to get that W in Lambeau. Great special team play, block punt. Will Parks takes it back for a touchdown. You got Brees Hall running. You got everything's just working. All right? This is, this is how it works sometimes in the league. Not everything's going to be a 350-yard game, four touchdowns. Not everything's going to be like that. Sometimes you got to settle things down. It gets cold. You got to run the football and play tough defense. All right. Like I said, last time the Jets were in these AFC championships, we were Rex. We ran the ball and we played unbelievable defense. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers, baby. Next. I'm going to my guy, Steve, man. I'm going to Steve. Steve knows these Jets. He knows what he's talking about. Good football fan. Salute to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in today. It's always good to speak with you. Listen, Steve, we got a big W. Just beat the Packers 27-10, to 10, man. And I'm excited. I'm excited about this football team because we got a lot of young players that are stepping up, guys that we recently drafted that are stepping up and making big-time contributions, Steve. Steve, give me your thoughts about Brees Hall, man, and the way that he was able to go out there and just make things happen on the ground, rush for 116 yards and a touchdown. Oh, oh my God, Joe, man. First of all, thank you again for having me on your show, man. It's always great talking to you. And, man, 
What a victory that was on Sunday. I mean, listen, I was one of the people that did pick the Packers in your last episode because I really, really thought that – Yeah, listen, I did. Let me, But let me tell you something, Joe. I am happy I am wrong. I am happy mm-hmm. I am wrong. And let me tell you something. Bree Tall, Soft Gardner, man, ooh, man, those two guys are beasts, man. Those two guys are man. beasts. And and, yeah. and 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 I don't know if you if you knew about this, but the best part was after the game was when Sauce Gardner put the cheese head on and he trolled the Packer <laughs> fan, and everybody was all saying, "Oh, now now all we need is pizza." We got <laughs> sauce, and, that, and that, he got the cheese on his head. Now we got pizza. <laughs> yeah, look, I you know I've seen I saw that when he was running around, and I think. Uh, Lazard was the guy uh, that knocked it off his head. He was trying to. He was going into the tunnel. Uh, Lazard came over and kind of knocked it off his head. But yeah, uh, he carried that that cheese head out of the game. Uh, you know, going onto the bus and getting on out of there. But that that was a that was a, a good sight. We all know that. You know, Sauce is a guy that likes to play around and talk his trash, and you know, so that was that was wonderful to see, especially after a big win like that. And the way that he played was unbelievable as well. Now we're talking about Sauce Steve. I want you to give us your thoughts on him, man, because this guy is already showing us that he's one of the best corners in the league, let alone the fact that, again, he's a rookie corner. He's sticking with guys. He's matching up with some of the best wide receivers in the league, and he's making it happen out there. He's not getting cooked. A lot of these guys are getting shut down. His coverage is clean. Things are looking good. Give me your thoughts about Sauce, man, and how he played against the Packers as well. No, Sauce was great. I mean, I know, unfortunately, towards the end of the game, he did have to come out because he did get a little bit banged up with his head. But I think he's, yeah. I think he's okay, though, overall, though. Though, I think he's going to be fine. But let me tell you, Sauce was phenomenal. And, I mean, and I'll tell you one thing. Remember, I told you in, in your last show, I, I, my dad came up from Delaware. We watched the Jets and Packers game. It was, it was the complete opposite, I'll tell you that. It was like I was enjoying <laughs> what play well. And then he was like, he he was like, he was so miserable throughout the game. He's like, Steve, these are like the the way how the Green Bay Packers are playing. Like, it's a, like the kind of play playing that they're doing. It was like similar to watching Adam Gaze in your two years as the Jets coach. <laughs> and then, and then no, yeah. um, no. Here was the thing. My dad even did say that after when the game was done, he told me. The Jets deserved to win that game. He he said that the Jets yeah. were the better team. They were physical throughout it. And he said that they played a complete 60-minute game. And yeah. the, the turning point of the game was that block punt. Oh, oh my God. Yep. We did everything. We, we, we did defense. We did offense. We did special teams. Joe, we did everything in that game. Let me tell you yep. something, Joe. I have never been so happy and excited to be a Jets fan as I am right now. I mean, we celebrated three victory Mondays in a row. That usually hasn't happened for the last couple. That hasn't happened for the last couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something, Joe. It, it just it feels great to win, though. Like it, it just feels it feels great to win. But obviously now now we got to get ready for the thing against Denver. But the one thing I will say about the Packers game really quickly. The thing that the Jets mm-hmm. still have to clean up is the penalties. You know, as you said, yes. seven penalties yes. for seventy for seventy something yards. We we gotta clean yep. that up. So, 
Yeah, we absolutely do have to clean that up, and that was a that was that's a great point that you made as well, Steve. We've got to clean those things up because again, we saw the penalties in this in that game alone lead to points for the Green Bay Packers. Two penalties on vital third down stops that would have got them off the field. Right, we would have called it a day. Yeah, we allowed see, that to continue like, going for. Hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. We allowed that to keep going on. Right, we got the we got the uh, the, the rough in the passer. Then we got the illegal contact, and all this. Hell, we had a, a penalty on our bench for one of the calls. I mean, it was crazy, but those two penalties, yeah, I don't you know, know, in I don't particular, know what continued to extend our drives, and it absolutely hurt us right there. And, I just, and, again, it led to that Lazard touchdown. It was like, whoa, what is going on around here? We've got to clean that up. Go ahead, Steve. I'll let you talk. Yeah, but, I, you know, I didn't understand that. But, Joe, there was one thing in the game that did get me upset, and that was, I think, it was, it was when we did score the field goal, like the first possession, when Brees Hall mm-hmm. got knocked out of bounds after when he stepped out of bounds, how is that not a penalty? Oh, man. Well, you know, Steve, you know how it works. <laughs> you know how it works. I just, man, I just, I, sometimes I don't get it how we don't get something, but I'll tell you what, we've got to clean up our penalty issues going forward because, if we continue to do this, again, there's other teams we got coming on down the road that I could see that really coming back to bite us if we don't stop it. Now, moving on to this Broncos game, uh, Steve, because you talked a little bit about it. We got this team coming up. Again, there's some uncertainty going forward with Russell Wilson. We'll see what happens with him if he plays. He's dealing with a hamstring injury right now. But I'll tell you what, the Broncos do have some weapons, man. How confident are you in our secondary matching up with Sutton and Judy, those are their two, you know, really good wide receivers. Do you think we'll be able to lock those guys down? Yeah, no, listen. Now, obviously, we got this upcoming game against Denver now. Now it's time to flip the page. Green Bay is behind us. Now we got to move on to Denver. You know, listen, going up against this Denver team, everybody all thought that going into this uh, this season that Denver was going to be a good team because of the fact that Russell Wilson came along. And listen, Russell Wilson is a phenomenal quarterback, but, I mean, this year, the reason why he's been struggling, he's been playing through injuries. Obviously, we found out about the hammy he had last week against the Chargers. I mean, his receivers, listen, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are two very good receivers. They're not the best receivers, though, in the game, though. But it's going to be another matchup for Sauce. They're very good. Jay Reed, but that's but that's but that's going to be an exciting matchup to watch. Now, listen, I'm not very, I'm not too worried about the Broncos' offense. The Broncos, though, I will admit, do have a good defense. And the thing that's going to be tougher about this game on Sunday is this game is in Mile High in Denver. Okay, I would be a lot more confident if the Broncos were coming to MetLife to play us. But this is going to be a little bit of a – we have – if you've watched Jet games in the past, when we've gone out to the West Coast, the Jets ha- have, have never, ever played well going, going West. But this is yeah. going to be another yeah. task for them. We, we've seen it in the past before when the Jets go out West. And sometimes, unfortunately, when we go out West, they play flat as a pancake. But mm-hmm. now going to Denver's defense, there are two players that you've got to worry about on their defensive side of the ball. Their edge rusher, Bradley Chubb, and in the secondary, who's one of the best safeties in the game, in Justin Simmons. Those are the two key defensive players 
that the Jets have to watch out for in Sunday's game. And then obviously – Well, not just that, though. Hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. Not not just that. They got some other guys as well. They got Sertan. Sertan, he's one of the better corners in the league. Patrick Sertan, that guy is unbelievable. I'm telling you, he's good too. You're right. They do have Chubb. They do have Simmons who's played well as well. But I'm telling you, this kid Sertan is serious business. If you slip up, he'll easily take that ball away and it'll be Broncos ball. So we got to look out for him as well out there at corner. Yeah, no. And the thing is also, too, and Denver's running back situation. I mean, obviously, they did have Javante Williams, but he's out for the season. He tore his ACL a couple of weeks ago. You know, wish him a good recovery. But they also have Melvin Gordon. I mean, Melvin Gordon is actually coming off of his worst game as a Denver Bronco on Monday night against the Chargers. I mean, now this is our this is actually a chance now for the Jets to make another statement. You know, we're, t- we're I mean, Denver is another hostile environment, not as hostile as Pittsburgh and Green Bay is, but it is still a tough place to play in. I mean, but now we got we got to go out and we got to play some clean football on Sunday against those Broncos. Yeah, yeah, we do. So my final question, Steve, before I let you go, man, lines is hot, and again, we'll get to everybody. Give me your final score prediction for this game against the Broncos, man. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? No, listen, here's my thing. I think I think it will definitely be – I mean, listen, I know Denver is going to be coming off of a Monday game, and they're not going to be as well-rested as the Jets are. But I do think it, it is going to be a close game, but I, I think I do see the Jets winning by double digits. I'm going to give mm-hmm. the New York Jets – Let's go with a 23-13 win for the Jets. Ooh, okay. Steve, man, you brought some fire, man. I'm going to let you go. You have yourself a good one, man. Hey, thank you, Joe. Good night. Go Jets. All right. Listen, Steve calling in with some heat, man. I ain't going to lie. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515 Six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy CT, man. I'm coming to CT. All right. I know he's got some takes. Salute to you, CT. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Listen, give me your thoughts about this big win over the Packers. Brees Hall went out there and handled business on the ground, 116 yards. Were you impressed by the New York Jets rushing game? Hey, man, salute to you, Joe. Um, I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good. I hope all Jets fans are feeling good. But I told y'all, patience is a virtue. And it's finally mm-hmm. coming to fruition. We're doing some wins out here. Last year was tough, but I knew patience will, you know, make us in the long run pay off because we're getting all these um, early draft picks. And Brees Hall is, is, is probably um, one of the best picks we've made this year. I told people we're going to pick a running back. They were surprised when I told them. Um, because I'm like, you know, Michael Carter got hurt last year, and um, I think we want to kind of do a dual back set. And uh, sure enough, this is exactly what we're doing. And um, I think that Michael Carter is even getting some, some some touches and touchdowns, and, and I think this is working. I think that we're finding our identity as the Jets' uh, new uh, regime, you know, finally, finally. And it's going to be through the mm-hmm. rush, um, especially with our young, young quarterback. You know, give him a couple years before you want him to be – Freaking Patrick Mahomes, Josh Alley, Tom Brady. You, you got to make give him that time. I know he's not getting the most, you know, passing yards and touchdowns, but he he has time to grow. And I do believe that before this end, end of the season's up, we'll see a big Zach Wilson game. 
But um, I'm just happy we're finding a way to win. And the fact of the matter is we're finding a way to win multiple ways. And if Brees Hall continues his track record, man, he's going to have 1,000 yards this year. It's amazing, man. We're going to yep. have the last time we had a 1,000-yard rusher on our team. And that completely opens up the playbook and play actions and all that for our rookie quarterback. Yep. I mean, our, our young quarterback, second-year quarterback, to develop and grow in, in the scheme that we have. So I'm extremely excited. Brees Hall is a beast. He's hard to take down. And, and that trap play, oh, my goodness, like – he made a you know a decision that changed the course of the game. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm really excited yeah. for his um his instincts and what he does. Uh, he's just very smart as a running back too, a patient. So I'm I'm extremely impressed by Breeze. Yeah, and I, like you said, that trap play was whoo man. <laughs> that was something that was else lovely. right there. But like <laughs> man, the, the 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 speed, the acceleration, the vision that this kid is showing as well is, is great. And we talk about all these young guys showing up from our drafts, you know, whether it be Sauce, whether it be Brees, you know, we've seen other guys step up in roles as well. Max Mitchell, before he went down, we saw him, you yeah. know, out there as well uh, at right tackle at one point. And that leads me to kind of talk about our offensive line. Ever since Dwayne Brown has kind of, you know, come back into the fold, our offensive line has been solid. You got ATV out there at right tackle, her big now that, you know, in there at guard. Give me your thoughts about this offensive line performance and how it went from being very rocky to kind of being solidified and playing solidly, how impressed have you been with the offensive line being able to kind of gel quickly and be able to hold up? I'm impressed. I mean, I'm extremely um, impressed, and I want to hand a just. I just think they're very selfless. What AVT has done this year, I think, is mm-hmm. remarkable, and and he's really the MVP of this offensive line and the offense. If you really think about it, uh, we we were down four tackles at one point, you know, so. Yep. I, and to come to bounce back this quickly and find some, I mean, they're not perfect, but to, to find it to be a serviceable, stable, average offensive line um, in the fifth week and, and to win against, you know, in Lambeau and help, you know, our rush running game, especially pick up this yardage and, and the way that, you know, Dwayne Brown came back from injury and he could have, you know, easily sat on the bench and, you know, collected his paycheck because it's guaranteed. Yeah. You know, I want to find yep. the Jets. I want to be there for the Jets. And, that just shows the culture and the attitude of these players. They're very selfless. So what we're building here at, you know, when just drive is amazing. I believe that this is just the foundation of what's to come. And that's the beauty of it. Like these young players, the Eastos, the, the energy, the vibes of these players, the guys we're bringing in. I do believe that Salah and Joe Douglas and this regime going forward has the right formula more than anything. It's been a long time since we've had, like, people in the charge that are smart and capable to put things together and give us a, 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 a you know, fighting chance. It was kind of chaotic for years. Now we have an actual strategy, and I think this offensive line coming down and back and back is just a testament to how they can quickly, you know, patch holes and fix things and put the right people in the right places with, a, with a, you know, a patched-up work of an offensive line over the course of these couple of weeks and to make something stable that – can at least give us some victories, which, I mean, Zach Wilson is, is undefeated since returning. Think about that. So uh, yep. it's incredible. So um, and yeah. that's a lot to do with the offensive line and our run game. And I'm, I'm extremely excited for the future of this team, just, as you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, I'm fired up as well, CT. Now, there's a you go to the defensive side of the ball, Sauce Garner, to me, is just Ooh. unbelievable. This kid's a rookie. 
But he ain't playing like no damn rookie, man. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be serious, bro. Here we go. He is like not playing like no damn rookie, man. Like he's not. Man. Like he's not. <laughs> bro, he is out there literally just, just like just taking people away. His coverage is unbelievable. If, if the second you get off the line, he is in your pocket and he never leaves. It's just like he's glued to you. He's covering some of the best wide receivers on these opposing teams, and it's just like nothing's happening out there. He's shutting guys down. Give me your thoughts about his contribution, the way that he's looked so far this season as well. I mean, you saw the work he put in against the Packers. Yeah. Uh, Sauce has been – and this could be, you know, hyperbolic. People might say it's crazy. I think he's been the best corner in football this year so far. And I know it's crazy. Wow, okay. Okay, I, go I ahead, personally go ahead. the way he's playing – and the consistency and the effortlessness he takes his, his, his job, how good he has, how skilled he is, is the best corner right now. And, and it's, it's incredible how less, uh, how when he's targeted, how low, how low the um, passing percentages of the quarterbacks uh, this year. And remember people saying, oh, the Jets don't drop cornerbacks high. Oh, the Jets don't need a cornerback. We have, you know, um, Bryce Hall, you know, Everybody was talking all this stuff during the draft. I'm like, guys, listen, man, there's nothing wrong with, like, bringing in another, you know, be like, we don't need a secondary player. I'm like, this is why you get a secondary that high. This is why you do that because he just shuts down at least one receiver, uh, one of the top receivers on a team each in, week in, week out. Jamar Chase was getting frustrated, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Getting frustrated. Like, every single guy he, he faced, Tommy Kill, Jalen Wallow, held them to, like, you know, under uh, like 40 yards or, you know, or, or, I mean, the thing that maybe Tyree got us some like 70, but the, 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 even and it got a handle to, to the, the um, read as well. These cornerbacks are playing yeah. their butt off and I'm extremely like impressed because I did not, that was one of our weak spots going into to, to the season for me um, last year because we, you know, the cornerback played and they, they actually ended up playing well, better than we expected, but they still won yeah. a week. Like, Ross is looking like he's elite, <laughs> like a grip. Like I'm like, wow, wow, this this kid is just like imagine in you know a year or two like what his name is going to ring bells, and he's already ringing bells right now. But clearly, defensive rookie of the year contender, um, and I hope he gets that this year. I mean, stay healthy, stay stay you know, and just completely dominate this year. And um, I can't wait to see what happens next. You know, so this guy. His attitude, his charisma, he's bringing a swagger to the team. You see him with the cheese head after the game. And he's just, you know, carefree. And that's what we want. Yeah. We want people to play carefree, have a good time when they're out there, and dominate. And what can you say? He's, he's been great. Yeah, he has. And, again, you know, he, dude, he's just looked so good in our pass rush as well with Quentin Williams really stepping up in this game as well, just absolutely bringing pressure to Aaron Rodgers, our defense, well, it's phenomenal. Now, I want to get to this Broncos game with you, man. Uh, I got I got a question about this game. And, again, we'll get to the callers 914. We'll be coming to you in a second. Listen, man, you look at this Broncos team, there's some, you know, some stuff unsure with them as far as their quarterback uh, position right now. You know, we, uh, Russell Wilson's dealing with an injury, hamstring injury. He's got an MRI. We'll see what happens with him going forward. But when you look at, you know, this Broncos defense, man, they got some players over there, Chubb, Simmons, we talked about Sertain just a second ago. What do you think the New York Jets have to do against that defense? Do you think we'll be able to come out and run the football effectively against them as well? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I think we'll be able to run them. 
I think we'll be able to, you know, pressure a quarterback just like we did with Aaron Rodgers. I think we can use the same kind of formula we did with Aaron Rodgers um, mm-hmm. and the Brandon Packers to win that game. Um, and as far as the rush game, Brees Hall, I mean, and Michael Carter, they're, they're going to get theirs. They're going to get theirs. As long as Zach Wilson doesn't throw the game away, uh, and he's mm-hmm. been good at that for defense, you know, that's the only way I see us losing this, honestly. I know it's in their hometown. I know it's in, you know, Mile High Stadium. It's in Mile High. With all the drama going on with Russell Wilson and you might be injured, we, you can't lose to a, to a backup. Uh, nah, whoever that guy is. <laughs> I never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, well, we – yeah, go ahead. We played him last last time we played the Broncos. Rippin was the guy that was out there, you know, chucking footballs around. But yeah, you know, I tell you what, this this situation here, we got to get after him. Well, so he so he beat us last year. I think he did. Yeah, I think he was he was the guy that beat us last year, what if I remember correctly. I thought I could have swore we lost to Brett Rippin. We lost to Brett Rippin because he was out there just was literally throwing the this football was, around. Yeah, we got dominated by Broncos sworn, last year. Okay, maybe it was. But yeah, you know, I, 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 no, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, I have us winning the game. Um, I do think that mm-hmm. you know we're a different team now. Our defense is really stepping it up. Um, even you know, I was, I was really hard on the safeties earlier this year, but they're getting, they're, they're, they're doing all right now. So I'm excited. You know, I think our defensive line is yelled now. They're, they're really getting after. They know what the, who they are, and they know what they can do mm-hmm. up front. So um, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, I think we're going to take this one, uh, like, around – I think we can win 24-17. to 17. Honestly, I do think that we can Ooh. take this one. Okay, 24-17. 24-17, Jets, that's the score. Hey! Yeah. yeah, and we got some savages in the chat, CT. They're saying two years ago, and that's what I was talking about, we, we did lose to Rippin. It was on that Thursday night game. I remember that because I think that okay. was the game that oh. Makai – was dealing with an injury as well. So, yeah, we I remember him. He was running around, like, <laughs> just doing weird stuff, launching balls, and, yeah, we, we had some issues with him. But that was a different time. Gaze was here. Okay. We all know that Gaze was a complete mess, CT, a complete mess. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that, was an, that was an ugly time, CT. That was an ugly time. But, listen, just, I want to thank you for calling in. Yeah, <laughs> I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Absolutely. You take care, and go Jets. We're about to win 5-2, uh, and two, baby. Okay. He talking that talk, all right? Man. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please, if you're on the line, be patient. We will get to everybody. Man, I remember that game with Rippin. Oh, that time is over, man. That time's over. All right? This New York Jets football team is moving forward. We got the right staff. We got the right quarterback. And our team is ready to go. Ready to go. We're ready to go. Next, I'm going to 914-914. I'm coming directly to you. Give me your name, where you're from. You're looking like a new caller. Give me your thoughts on this game against the Packers. How are you feeling? Hi, is this uh, my on? Yes, yes, you are. Give me your name, where you're from. 
Hey, uh, Joe, first, uh, nice to meet you. I've never seen your show before. Uh, my name is Jake. I'm from uh, Scarsdale, New York, but I live in New York City. Oh, salute to you, Jake. Thank you for tuning in, man. Yeah, we do these radio shows, and we talk about this New York Jets football team all day and all night, man. And welcome to the, uh, welcome to the show. And, again, thanks for watching me. Listen, we're coming off a big win against the Packers, man. All right, 2017, a lot of talk. A lot of discussion, especially going into this game. A lot of people had the New York Jets not winning this game. We were able to go out there and really dominate and show people what we were about. Give me your thoughts about this offense, man. Brees Hall shows up and just absolutely runs the Packers into the ground. We dominate running the football. How do you feel about this young guy showing up and showing out? This guy we just drafted. Joe, can I just make one comment first? I see your YouTube page. You have Makai Beckton as a savage. I don't know if I'm ready to put him as a savage. He's been injured for two years. That's why. <laughs> Listen, Makai Beckton's healthy. He's good to go. We'll see going forward with him. We'll see what happens with him again. Dwayne Brown has stepped up, you know, and we've, we've had some issues there. Left tackle George Fant going down. But I'll tell you what, man, the Jets are looking good right now. Give me your thoughts about our running game against the Packers, man. Listen, the running game looks absolutely stellar. You know, it's, it's funny. During the draft, me and my brother talked, and we both said, if this was a few years ago when Zeke Elliott got drafted in the fifth pick or the fourth or fifth pick overall, uh, this would have been the kind of same situation. Brees Hall looks like he could have been that kind of pick selected that high. And the fact is mm. now things have changed because the reality is now, look, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I – I would not have traded back into the first round for him because I think you look at the Najee Harris situation, I just don't think running backs are worthy of taking in a first at the first round. I, I get it. But to get him at the top of the second round, I think, has been solid value because at this point, since the show that giving Michael Carter first down carries, I think, is just ill-advised. I just don't see the purpose in giving him the carries. He's not the workhorse back. It's Brees Hall. I think it's mm-hmm. a very simple – say instead of just giving Brees Hall I, I, you know what this is for one second I just want to say is you know Mike LaFleur like gets very very cute with his play calling so I'm mm-hmm. not ready to really and as this like you know the creative minded person because a lot of times he has to kind of stick to the basics and what works so I feel like if he gives the ball to Brees Hall lets him run on not down the middle but at least a little bit to the right a gap he does a solid job every time he's not afraid of getting hit he reminds me a lot Everyone says Matt Forte. He reminds me of Thomas Jones. He really does remind me a lot of Thomas mm-hmm. Jones. Not as you know, steroid jacked up like he was, but the fact is, is that he really knows how to utilize. He does catch out of the backfield. He does a lot of things that we really haven't had since, even as far back as maybe Curtis Martin. So it's just nice to have that. The problem is, is just that you know this offensive line. I, I you know I think they've been great at run blocking, but when it comes to pass protection. I, I, dude, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, I don't know if you watched that first half. Zach Wilson was getting beat up all over the place in that first half. He really was. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, Jake. And, again, you know, Thomas Jones, I don't know about the steroid stuff. Let's let's stay away from that. He was a heck of a running back when he was played, and no, that guy I'm worked his tail like off to get in great shape. He was. He was a, he was a military. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you know, but Brees Hall is phenomenal. But I, I think our offensive line, again, for all the issues that we've had, ATV's now out there at right tackle. He's looking very solid out there, which is crazy. He's moved from right guard to left guard to right tackle. Uh, Damn, he can play. uh, Hell, he's played left tackle as well on the line, too. So it seems like he can just do whatever we ask him to do. 
but the, the offensive line, especially since Dwayne Brown has come back, I think has been able to kind of find their way. Of course, they're going to get better. But, you know, when you look at the situation here, we were able to really dominate on the ground as well. They opened a lot of things up up front by manhandling that Packers defensive line, and our running game really led the way. Now, again, passing, you know, that'll come along and get better. Uh, there was a lot of looks as well. There were some plays where I felt like Zach could have got the ball out of his hands a bit quicker as well. I know there's a lot of people that had a lot to say about Zach, and I want to ask you that about that as well. But I think our offensive line is all right. Now, my next question for you, though, is there was a lot of people that felt like Zach didn't do enough in this football game. What are your thoughts about that? Some people kind of said that he should have did more and that we should have had more yards as far as throwing the ball, you know, under him. And they were kind of critical of him a little bit within the fan base. Do you believe that to be true? I 100% agree. He did not play well in that entire first half. He has not played a complete four quarters of football. I'm, you know, everybody is, you know, dude, let's be honest. We've been, I've been a Jet fan. I don't know how long I've been a Jet fan for. I've been a Jet fan for about 20-something years. I have mm-hmm. had minimal success watching this team for a long time. We have not had a true <laughs> franchise quarterback. We have every right no, as a fan to criticize these mm-hmm. guys in right until we really see it. Zach Wilson has mm-hmm. also been injury-prone. Let's face it, the guy has durability issues. He's hurt his knee twice. We don't know what we're going to get at him. That's why you really need a strong offensive line because this kid right now looks like if he ever gets hit in the knee again, he's going down and who knows where he's going to be next year. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of height. He does. He's got a big arm. He's got that, you know, mahomes uh Rodgers as skill. But I, I just – feel like he still makes a lot of ill-advised throws. I mean, there were a couple throws he almost threw that were interceptions, like one in the end zone. He did that early in the game on Sunday. He did. So regardless of the protection still getting better, fine. The O-line's not a complete atrocity. I still think it needs a ton of work, and we still need to draft people next year. But Zach Wilson still has not shown me enough through four quarters, and I know it's been three games and he's 3-0, and great, but you really mm-hmm. want to see from start to finish he's contributing. I mean, let's face it also, like going back to the floor, where, where was Z, where's C.J. Uzama all season? Where the hell was he? Nowhere. He was, where was he? Nowhere. They finally threw him the ball. I was like crazy. In the, I think that was the best throw of the day when he threw it to D.J. Uzama and got like 15, 20 yards. Like, why are we not if – if, if we're trying to utilize the system that's the San Francisco offense, you're supposed mm-hmm. to have tight ends that obviously we don't have fullbacks, but we have to use Uzama and Conklin. I don't know why they're not getting the ball. Obviously, you're probably going to ask me later about Elijah Moore because he should be getting the ball. Jesus Christ, I don't know why mm-hmm. the hell they're not strategizing for him. But this, Zach Wilson needs to, at any point while he's even still recovering, because he still has a bone bruise. A lot of people don't understand. Um, Sam Bradford had the same issue three, four years ago. He was out for the entire season, the entire season for a bone bruise. Let's understand that. This kid's a mobile quarterback. He's definitely playing with pain. I'll give him that. Kudos. But at the same time, it's that does that mean we're going to see him play his full potential? I don't know. I don't know if we're really going to well, see him. Everyone's like, oh, it's just going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't, don't say that. That's for sure. He's coming off two knee injuries and a bone burst. So, yeah, but I, I, don't think, I don't think that that – Jake, I don't think that that – again, we don't know the severity. Again, that Bradford's severity may have been what, much worse than Zach Wilson. Those are two different type of bodies. If Zach Wilson was not fully healed from that, I don't think they would have played him. I don't think he would have started because, again, they said – they even said that, you know, standing up there with the, at the conferences that, hey, look, at the press conferences, until he's 100% healed, ready, and back, back ready to go, 
he's not going to be on the field. So I don't think that the bone bruise is, you know, stopping him from doing things. We've seen him running around. Hell, you go back and you watch that Steelers game that he won for us with his arm uh, and his heroics in the fourth quarter. He's running around running for his life. If he had a bone bruise, he wouldn't have been able to do – or if the bone bruise was still killing him and hurting him a lot, he wouldn't have been able to do a lot of the things that he did in that game. So I I understand where you're coming from. I've had a lot of discussions with other Jets fans as well that thinking, hey – you need to do more. We need, he, we need him to do more. I, I understand that you want to see him throw for 300-plus yards, you know, every game or every other game, but I look at it like this. We're in a run-first offense. That's what this scheme is about. You go and you watch San Francisco. I'm on the West Coast. I'm forced to watch those guys. A lot of what you see Zach Wilson out there doing, the ho-hum kind of play and us running the football, playing hard defense, that's literally how San Francisco have been winning with Jimmy G for years. It's just, I'm telling you, I watched it. I watched the same exact stuff where it just looks pretty average. Our running backs are handling business. He's playing pitch and catch, dumping it to different guys. They're finding their ways in space. They're eating up the yardage and running down the field. And, so, and he just doesn't look spectacular. That's exactly what they need a quarterback to do. But when the chips are down, and that's why I say, again, Zach Wilson still ascending. There's a lot of time to figure out who he is. But when you see the games like we did against the Steelers, where he comes out and nothing's working because the running game was not working at all, the offensive line, the play was atrocious in that game. He, he snapped the ball. The second that he dropped back, there was a guy in his ear. And what did we see him do? Step up, show out, and carry the entire offense for the New York Jets to get a victory against the Steelers. Those are just the facts. So we'll see what happens with him going forward. I think he did just enough in this game. There was some throws that were a little errant. I'll give you that, Jake. I, I'm right there with you. I, I'm, I'm very straightforward. And shoot down the middle. I'm a straight shooter. He can clean some things up. But I think, again, as long as he's doing what he needs to do and we're getting W's and he's not hurting us, again, there was no turnovers in this game for him, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with him taking care of business, dumping the ball down, only throwing for 110 yards, and our running game dominating. Now, I want to go to the defensive side of the ball with you, Jake, because there's been some impressive guys here. Quentin Williams, we've seen step up, and there was a lot of heat on him coming into this season. And that guy has played unbelievable so far. Against the Packers, he was unbelievably dominant, too. Seemed like he couldn't be blocked. But this young kid, Sauce Garner, man, whoa, he's really just lighting a fire out there every single time we see him step on the field. Give me your thoughts about this young corner and what he's showing us. Have you been impressed with his play so far? Yes. And I say that because I was somebody actually didn't want to draft him in the first place. I felt like we play, mm-hmm. were predicated not on cornerbacks in this system. I thought we were fine with Huff. I'm sorry, with Huff, with, uh, with Hall and DJ Reed. And I said mm-hmm. over and over, as an honest fan, I think a lot of people said this. I said, this kid better be Darrell Revis or I don't want a corner at four. And right now he's mm-hmm. playing very close to that high count faster. He's actually playing faster than Darrell Revis did. Now, mm-hmm. and he's the Mark Chase, even though I think Chase in the – Bengals have had a very down, you know, down season so far, statistically. Um, you know, he's done this against uh, Deontay Johnson, even though the quarterback plays been crappy. He did this against every little scrubby receiver this past week. And um, I forget how he did against Bateman. That was his first whatever. I'm not going to give him too crap on that. But, you know, it, it, look, the big, his, his, te- his biggest tests are coming. Oh I'm, oh, I'm sorry, and Tyreek Hill and all them, but that's not a quarterback. Tyreek Hill, yeah. I'm going to blame that left and right, but – Look, he's got some big tests coming up, like Stephon Diggs and uh, Gabriel Davis. That's going to be a yep. big test. Um, you know, he's going to have – I'm trying to think close to that. Oh, Jeff or Justin Jefferson. So, he's going to have yep. that big test coming up. So, he's going to have his times ahead that he's going to really show what his 
through potential is. But look, the kid has got the swagger. He's got the sauce, no pun intended, obviously. But like, you know, he's, he's playing at a high caliber level and he's, he's acting like a leader already. Like he really looks like he's acting like a leader as a kid. And look, I, I'm an Ohio state. I'm a big Ohio state fan. I remember when Luke Fickle mm-hmm. was on Ohio state was a defensive coordinator. I have no doubt in my mind that Luke Fickle was a massive reason to his success. I mean, you have to give credit to these kind of coaches that hyped him up so how much in college. And he even told us that I'm not calling you soft, dude. I ain't calling you that. So he said, I'm a mod. They called him a mod and he earned his title. He has now earned his yep. title here in New York. He is going to get it. He's getting, and listen, he listened to Jalen Ramsey called him before the Super Bowl last year for strategic advice. That's a fact. I remember reading about yeah. that, and I thought that was hilarious, and he actually did that. Mm. If we're just talking about sauce right now, yeah, I, I don't know if you want to respond after that, but uh, for the rest of the defense, you know, look, I think the things I was waiting for was like, when's Bryce Huff going to play? When's John Franklin yeah. Myers going to start? Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, after his little crying soap opera thing about his son after the London game, after getting his contract, he's been dog shit garbage. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope I wasn't about to curse. Whoa, whoa. Watch, but, watch my um, language. It's a family show. Watch oh, your language. It's oh, a family sorry. show. My uh, dog duty garbage. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. But, yes. Um, look, he, he really just did not play well at all. And I finally think he's starting to rise as a more premier player in the defense, especially for this line. This is kind of like that year was like the Sons of Anarchy when we had like Sheldon Richardson. Like this actually looks like what that should have been, except Muhammad Wilkerson was an idiot and all of them were idiots. But it's just, you know, the, the, the thing that I get concerned about still, and I've been saying this and a lot of people still don't want to talk about this, this linebacking crew without C.J. Mosley concerns me a lot. It concerns me mm-hmm. a lot. Even though they stopped A.J. Dillon and Jones, that did impress me. That's when I was like, okay, like, I, I'm getting a little optimistic. But it, without C.J. Moles, you think about it, this team invested a lot of picks in these hybrid linebacker safeties in there in, in Hassan Nasiruddin, Jermaine Sherwood. They just picked up Quan Alexander off the street. So who's really their de- – oh, sorry, and Quincy Williams, but they really weren't crazy about him going into the season. They really did not take the time to really invest in linebackers for this position because stopping the run is going to be important. And they got smashed last year against the run. They were thrived completely. Yeah, but I, and, and, and that was one of the concerns coming into this season that I kind of talked about, about C.J. Mosley, you know, what if he goes down? And, again, we'll see. He also has a contract situation as well, which will be dealt with uh, after the season. I think he's making 17-something this year. Next year goes up to 18. But, again, we have – a lot of capital, and we have draft picks to address that. So we'll see what happens after this year. And, again, we got guys like you, you named, Jamin Sherwood, Hamza uh, Dean, which was on the squad, and we, we, we've moved on from him. But, again, Jamin Sherwood is still here. Quincy Williams is still here. Quan is now on the, in, in the building as well, which you brought up. We were able to get him in the building. So there's some guys, and we just signed Andre Smith as well uh, off the street who used to play with the Bills. So there are some things that we've done to kind of help address the linebacking core, but – We'll see what happens going forward. But right now, I'll tell you what, CJ is playing unbelievable. He's here. He's healthy. He's ready to go. And he's out there laying hits for this squad. And I really like what I'm seeing out of him defensively as well. Now, we talked quite a bit about the Packers and what we're doing here. I want to talk to you about this Broncos game, man, because, man, we have something coming up here. Give me your thoughts about us matching up with this Broncos defense because they got some guys in Chubb. They got Sertain. They got Simmons out there at safety. 
do you think the New York Jets will be able to come in there and run the football as effectively against them as we did against the Packers? Just give me one second to say that. I just want to say the next three games, they're playing Bill Belichick's defense that Zach has not done well against, and they're playing the Buffalo Bills. The next three defenses with the Broncos the next three weeks, that's really going to show me how good this offense really is because the Patriots are playing with Bailey Zappi. So that defense has played still at a high caliber level, and the Bills are the best team in football. So going back to the yeah. Broncos' defense, even though their offense has been dreadfully terrible, and, I, and I'm the one that said personally, I don't think Russell Wilson is getting an upgrade with receivers. I didn't. I said every receiver, every receiver has come off an ACL injury or they get hurt every year. So I was right about that. But anyway, this Bronco defense is top. Last night's game was tolerable because of the Broncos defense. It's pure mm-hmm. and simple. It was a tolerable yeah. game to watch. These games have been somewhat tolerable to watch because of their defense. They have, they have the sauce gardener of last year in Patrick Sultan. If you don't tell me oh, this kid's man. not a top five, ten cornerback, I, I think you're out of your mind. This kid, his father talk about it. well how to be a corner it. for all this. Yep, talk about it. He is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. No, listen, you got Kareem Jackson. I'm watching the game with my Broncos buddy this weekend. We talked about this last night or two nights ago. Mm-hmm. And you've got Kareem Jackson. You've got Jeffrey Simmons. You've got uh, Bradley Chubb. I mean, these guys, it, it, it's like they really didn't skip a beat after uh, Von Miller left. They really have stepped yeah. up, and they've gotten it done. And you thought all oh, because of Vic Fangio leaves, like their defense may not mm-hmm. play the same caliber. You know, I mean, I, actually, who actually who is the Broncos defensive coordinator? I don't even know what's his name. Uh, I, I think right now I know that their uh, their guy uh, Hackett is their head coach right now. I think they're who's their defensive coordinator right now. I can't I can't think of who their defensive coordinator oh, is right uh, now. I El think it's Hero, Ever, Evero, El, El Hero, Evero, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like Evero or something like that. Yeah, I I, I do not. I mean, because obviously, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, the uh, the lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, son of our uh, Paul Hackett, who's just a guy, and he's not that great football. either. Yeah, yeah he, he's no, not that great I, either. I, I, the but... Paul Hackett days is when we ran up the middle, run up the left, run up the right punt. I watched many, many years of watching that. So, uh, but anyway, so look, the defense is going to make this somewhat a game. Now, obviously, um, the, the news today I heard about Russell Wilson. Now, he, if he's got a hamstring injury, he's going to be out for the next month. I, I think at this point mm. they want to find any reason. To not to hide the fact from a publicity standpoint that this deal has been an utter disgrace. This contract yeah. has just been an utter disaster, disgrace. They wanted Aaron Rodgers. That's why they brought Nathaniel Hackett in. They took Russell Wilson. Sorry to tell this to all the Russell Wilson fans. He at times to me was a system quarterback in Seattle. I have not seen him really well, do anything to the caliber of Hall of Fame, in my opinion, since he had the Legion of Boom and, and Marshawn Lynch. I know it's a controversial yeah. hot take, but. Uh, that's what I have watched so far. He's left this team, and he was so great last year before his mallet finger injury, and now he goes to another team and looks lost, confused, has no idea what he's doing. If he's worth all that kind of money, forget Nathaniel Hackett. The kids should know how to play. If you're such an elite quarterback, because yeah. let's face it, we can make fun of Tom Brady. Look what, the, look what Brady did about a year or so before his whole marriage situation. He won a Super Bowl by himself. Not because of Bruce Arians, yeah. not because of Todd Bowles. Well, not yet. <laughs> we should know that more than anything. <laughs> So the fact is, well, is that I mean, this Tom, defense... Tom Brady, hold on a second there, Jake. Tom Brady did have, uh, you know, no, no disrespect to Tom Brady, but Tom Brady had some uh, some weapons out there, and his defense was unbelievable as well with the pass rush and all the things they had. He didn't win it by himself. 
I think that that's a stretch. When you got guys like JPP, Shaq Barrett just gunning people down, you got, you know, all those weapons that they have out there offensively as well. Now, he did a great job, but, you know, he's not winning by himself. But I will give you this. Uh, Russell Wilson has been dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, we, they talked about that. I think he had a labrum injury. Now he's got that hamstring injury as well, as you said. So we'll see what happens with him going forward. Now, i got to get to the rest of these calls there. Jake, it's been phenomenal speaking with you. My final question, before I let you go quickly, give me your final game prediction, your score prediction. Jets, Broncos, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? Uh, if Russell Wilson's not playing, which is looking like it, I'm going to go 17-10. Uh, Jets. 17-10 Jets. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, Jake, I want to thank you for calling in, man. It was great to speak to you. You brought some fire. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? No, you know what, Joe, I, you're, you're very, I'll be honest with you. Out of all the other people I've talked to, you've been the most open-minded person. Everyone just hangs up on me. So thank you for being open-minded. <laughs> I want to come back. No problem. Dead serious, I, no problem. All, all the other shows, they, 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 they don't like criticism. No one likes criticism today. So you're open-minded. Appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. You have a good one, Jay. Call in any time. All right, go back night, and man. forth. Listen, we're speaking to these lines, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is Call in. We're taking all callers. I'll go back and forth with you, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll go back and forth with you. Now, uh, you know, I don't allow cursing on my show. Don't curse on my show. But I'll go back and forth with you, you know, a little bit. I disagree with a lot of people in their takes. You know, a lot of people, and as long as we can have respectful discussion, we'll have it. You know what I mean? Unless you get a little too crazy. I, I've had people call in and talk about – what was somebody talking about? Uh, Zach Wilson was already a bust, and it was like his first year, and I was like, oh, come on, man. Come on, guys. Let's get let's get it going. So we'll kick into these lines again, 515 is the number. Call in. Jets are 4-2. Next, we're going to 914. We're coming directly to you, my friend. Salutes, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Jets are 4-2, man. How are you feeling about this performance against the Green Bay Packers? How did you feel about the New York Jets going in there and beating them up, you know, with our defense, rushing, rushing them down? Quentin Williams having a huge game. How did you feel about him? Well, I felt good. You know, this is the type of game I expected. I expected it's going to be a start out, a competitive game, but as the game progressed, the Jets would pull away and blow out the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, we were able to kind of – they did get close. I think it was 17-10 at one point, but we were able to continue forward and uh, really answer with another uh, kind of game-winning touchdown uh, that really kind of took the game away there. Now, we've talked a bit about, you know, this defense, and particularly Quentin Williams, but what are your thoughts about Sauce Garner and what he was able to do out there? Well, I'm excited what I'm seeing out of this guy. I mean, like – I mean, you think about it right now – we're looking at a scenario where the Jets probably have the two best rookies in football right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they've been looking pretty good so far. Now, we got an upcoming game against these Broncos, man, and we got some matchups that are to be seen. Again, you know, uh, Russell Wilson is dealing with a situation right now with a hamstring injury. We know that the Broncos running game, they're probably going to rely on that. Do you think we'll be able to stop the Broncos running the football, man? I'm not worried about it. Like I said, the Broncos, you know, right now are just an incoherent mess. I mean, mm. you don't have – you know, don't – you 
with that much talent, the only way you can lose is if you're just you have to be seriously incompetent to lose with that boatload of talent at your disposal. Wow. Okay. So my final question for you, man, give me your final score prediction against this, of this game, Jets Broncos. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go probably thirty-three-three New York. Ooh, thirty-three-three Jets. All right, let's go. Listen, I want to thank him for calling in. Salute. You know what I'm saying? Salute. 33-3. That's he took the Jets. All right, I respect it. I respect it. Listen, it's been a phenomenal show. Salute to everybody that called in, man. A lot of great takes shared throughout the rest of the show. I'm going to give uh, my little synopsis and my uh, score prediction for this upcoming game against the Broncos. I think this is this could be a tough game. Again, Russell Wilson deal with a hamstring injury. I'm thinking at this point, and there hasn't been anything officially said yet, I'm thinking, you know, he probably is not going to play. He's having an MRI. Again, he's had some issues as well with some other injuries too. And the Broncos' offense has been pretty bad as well. They've already been struggling. I think that we'll be able to kind of shut down some of the things, them running the football as well. I don't think they'll get off on us that way either. We've seen us really clamp down on the Green Bay Packers running game. I expect Quentin Williams to continue to be ferocious. We'll see where Jermaine Johnson is as well. He's a guy that was out for the last game. Hopefully he's going to be back into the lineup. We'll be hearing about him as the week continues on as well. Hopefully he'll, we'll get him back within the fold, which is going to make us even more deadly, right? Um, soft Garner matchup with Jerry Judy and Sutton. So you got Foss and Reed on both of those guys. Michael Carter the second out there as well at corner. I think we'll be able to – to keep those guys kind of under wraps as well, especially with our pass rush exploding the way that they have. That's going to be huge too. Um, I'm just, you know, worried about our offense getting started a little bit earlier. That's what I want to see. And I think that this is a game where if we can keep Zach clean, again, Chubb is a big, big problem up there up front. This guy's one of the better pass rushers in the league. Um, I think if we can get him blocked up front, Zach, I think definitely is going to have his matchups. I think this is a game where Elijah Moore is probably going to be more involved within the game plan than he was in the last one. He'll get his targets. Um, Garrett Wilson, I expect to, you know, really step up and have a, a pretty solid game here too. And Corey Davis, I think, is going to be able to get some deep catches as well uh, in this football game. So with all that said, I am taking the New York Jets to beat the Denver Broncos. I'm taking the Jets to beat the Broncos 20 20- Four to 14. 24 to 14, I'm taking the Jets, man. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets to beat the Broncos at this point, all right? So now I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, all right? Go on over to Twitter, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe. Okay, there's the show's page. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. At YoungJ000. Again, at YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow that page. I'll follow you right back as well. And always remember, okay, I'll follow you. Follow me back, back. You want to troll me. There's no issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge. And I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. I'll be having that Elijah Vera Tucker jersey on. I'm just saying, listen. 
This guy played left guard, moved from left guard when, when Thomason got here, moved from left guard to right guard, been dominating, dominated at left, dominated at right guard, okay? Then they said, hey, Makai Beckton went down, okay? George Fant went down, okay? Dwayne Brown went down with an injury, okay? Look, we do not want to start Connor McDermott, okay? Well, what do you need Elijah Vera Tucker to do? We need Elijah Vera Tucker to play left tackle. Okay, goes out there and plays well. Then they say, well, you know what, Max Mitchell, he's on IR right now. Man, we need you to move over to right tackle. He goes, okay. And he does that and he plays well over. I mean, damn. What else? I mean, (laughs) you know, what else do you need, bro? What else do you need from this man, bro? Plays well at every damn position on the offensive line pretty much. Only thing he ain't played is center, and I'm pretty sure he can play that too. You know what I'm saying? Look. If you need a good lineman at this point, bro, just 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 draft somebody from USC. It don't matter. Pick a guy from USC and you figure it out, all right? Fight on. What more do you need? This is what we do. This is what we do over here at SC. Trojan gang, fight on, all right? Also, come on over to YouTube, all right? For those of you that do not know, I'm on YouTube as well. Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Hit that subscription bell. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. And give the videos a thumbs up, all right? If you want to troll me, go ahead and get in those comments and troll me, and I'll troll you right back, all right? And as always, people, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person, you will eventually, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you, thank everybody for listening, calling in, taking the time to watch the show as well live. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to do all those things and just interact with the show any way that you can, all right? And, again, for those of you who do not forget, I'm wearing pink, all about bringing the fight to breast cancer. Please get involved with my fundraiser with the Suzy G. Coleman Foundation, all right? You can find it across my link tree on various social media platforms, all of my social media platforms. It will be in the description of this uh of the YouTube videos as well. And please donate a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, anything that you can give to the platform or anything that you can give to the fundraiser page is greatly appreciated. Okay. Greatly appreciated. So I thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.